On today's podcast, we are joined by Mr. Usman Ahmed, who is a trauma and orthopedics consultant based in Shropshire. We're going to hear how being told to sell his car to meet the costs of training as a trauma and orthopedics doctor spurred him into making some pretty radical changes to his finances. And I think this is something that everybody needs to hear. Now, Usman has taken this one step further and created his own virtual learning environment, which not only educates in his role as the clinical director, uh, but also covers well-being and financial education for those doctors that he educates. He's got some really interesting points about why doctors aren't getting the financial education that they need and what we can do about it. But the most impressive thing about Usman is that he's not only identified the problem, but he's gone a long way to fixing the problem himself by creating this amazing virtual learning environment. And it was absolute pleasure for our medics money to be able to support him in this. Now, the other thing you need to know about Usman is he also keeps some birds and you'll hear them at the start of the podcast. So try to enjoy that. Uh, it does fade out because uh, eventually he managed to keep them quiet as ever thanks so much for everyone who's sharing this podcast finding it useful giving us feedback and leaving us reviews on itunes it really motivates us to keep going on our mission to educate the profession on their financial affairs and in all seriousness if you are educating a lot of doctors or you're from a royal college uh, please get in touch with us uh, we will offer all of the resources on medics money for free to any royal college or any other large organization we're already working with several large organizations as you you can see from our website but we're all in this together we all got to pull together to sort this out and we really don't want any more trainees being told to sell their cars to fund the ever-increasing training costs so you know where we are give us a call and we'll definitely be able to help you right let's get into today's episode and enjoy the bird noises welcome to the medics money podcast my name is dr tommy perkins and i'm a gp and my name is Dr. Ed Cantelow, a GP, but also a chartered accountant and a chartered tax advisor. And yes, you did hear that right. Not only is Ed a doctor, he's also a chartered accountant and a tax advisor. Medics Money empowers doctors and other professionals like you to make better financial decisions. On today's podcast, I'm delighted to welcome Mr. Usman Ahmed. Morning, Usman. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, Tommy. How are you? Good. Um, now we just had a. This is a second take because we just had to quieten down your budgies, which were in the background. Um, I mean, we'd lovely love to see them, but we probably don't want to hear them on the podcast. Um, so, do you want to just give everybody an uh, introduction about yourself and um, how you got to where you are right now? Uh, thank you uh, for the invitation and the introduction. Um, as you said, I'm a consultant in uh, Shropshire uh, in trauma and orthopedics. Um, I graduated in 2007 and got pigeonholed into orthopedics pretty quick uh, due to my stature. And uh, after doing a bulk of my training in the West Midlands, uh, with the exception of one foray down to Devon and a fellowship in Sheffield, uh, I've done all my training uh, in the Birmingham and Coventry region. Um, I became a consultant in 2019. And in addition to that, I've held I hold uh, other teaching roles with uh, Health Education England in the West Midlands. Mm, congratulations on becoming a consultant recently. Um, so, um, yeah, how? I mean, do you want to say how you discovered Medics Money and what we've been doing together? Because you, you apart from being a trauma orthopedic consultant, you're also working on something really, really interesting with Health Education England. So, tell us a bit more about how we kind of met and uh, what we're doing together, and well, what you're doing really. Absolutely. So um, 
As core surgical training program director, I was responsible for delivering teaching uh, on a monthly basis to our trainees. But COVID put all of our plans to the sword. So we needed to go virtual with it. And with all of these projects, you kind of start off small, but as ideas come in, you get bigger and bigger. So now I'm the head of virtual learning in the West Midlands. Uh, we're currently growing our platform uh, to facilitate training and teaching across the entire Midlands region. However, it's not just about teaching and learning. It's about providing our colleagues and trainees with more than that, including some personal and professional well-being advice, which is why I came across Medics Money. It's uh, uh, the, the issue of finances as a junior doctor was significant. We all know the impact of the contract. We hear about pensions. So I wanted to try to put together some good advice for them, which is how I came across Medics Money. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to be collaborating with you guys and getting content on our platform. No, absolutely. We're, we're delighted to be working with you guys and, and helping you out. So I think that's really interesting, several really interesting things there. So you basically had to pivot to an online learning environment because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, but but you're not just doing the usual kind of um, clinical uh, education that lots of people do. You're also doing some well-being and financial uh, education. Tell me a bit more about why you decided to add that in, because we don't see that very often, to be honest. Well, the, the need to go virtual doesn't just mean one facet of life goes virtual. Uh, it's about bringing as much good quality curated information to our colleagues that is relevant to them in all aspects. So sure, you can go online and learn about general practice or the clinical conditions you need for your training, but why not bring forward information that is otherwise not actually taught and is not available as broadly so financial advice for doctors is usually limited to uh, financial companies collaring you when you're a medical student and saying, do you want to sign up and here's a free handbook or a pen? But, you know, I, I had my own journey with trying to work out how to optimize my taxes, etc. So to be, provide this information, as well as other things such as burnout, managing stress, etc., I think is vital uh, to the well-being of a workforce, particularly at this very difficult time. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that you're, you know, you're taking the full holistic view because, you know, becoming a consultant um, is, is obviously about getting the clinical skills and acumen uh, together. But there's so much else that's involved as well, like the well-being, you know, not burning out. We, the pension age is drifting further and further away. So our kind of cohort, our kind of age are going to be working longer and longer in the NHS. So we, burnout is a massive thing. Um, I mean, you know, so you've said casually, you just set up this virtual learning environment. Now, I know what a massive undertaking that was. Do you have any kind of previous experience in doing these kind of big projects? Or did you just literally think, right, the pandemic's here, I need to carry on educating, uh, you know, all of our, my colleagues, so I'm going to just go virtual? Well, I think there's two key things here. One is starting small and focusing on what it is that you want to do. Uh, and, and building up slowly. We grew initially from a focus on 120 trainees to 500 surgical trainees in the West Midlands before getting a more explosive uptake uh, from other colleagues. But also I focused on what it was that I wish I had known when I was a trainee, which is why I'm building the personal wellbeing section. Um, and importantly, advertising it and bringing it to the forefront of everyone's mind. So it's not just select people who have access, it's everybody who has access to the platform. 
Yeah, I mean, this is awesome. So uh, 1,600 users, that is a tremendous achievement. Um, and is this just for trainees in the West Midlands or can all surgical trainees access this? Or Because I know it's coming partly via HEE, is that right? That's correct. So it's an HEE Midlands initiative. Um, the remit I have is at the moment to build it predominantly for various programs within our region. But we are accommodating trainees from other areas, especially in the smaller specialties that are more nationally spread. So we've got uh, for clinical neurophysiology, for example, a trainee from Wales who has been signed up. But it has to go via their approved program directors to make sure that we're signing up those who are going to use it. And the platform itself has got built-in webinar infrastructure as well as full resource curation. So anything and everything can go online. It's pretty much a school online. Uh, which is uh, customized by individual programs for what they need to deliver. Awesome. And um, how did you even go about building what sounds like a fairly complex piece of software? Well, well, it's uh, the usual things, isn't it? It's um, and it, it was necessity that kind of drove this. So um, I needed to go online. I needed something a bit more than just web conferencing, Zoom and uh, and Microsoft Teams. And uh, I remember using learning management systems as part of ATLS learning. So I uh, explored that, and it turned out they were pretty cost effective to start with. Um, and uh, we've been able to keep it in a very scalable way at less than three pound per user per year. Um, which, uh, as you can imagine, is making some of our uh, finances uh, uh, quite happy. Um, so we, we're growing, we, we're going, growing slowly, but we're also we're, we're going for a very consistent usage as well. So a lot of programs are now either converting to full online or hybridized online systems using this platform as half of their or their complete learning environment. Uh, I mean, it sounds amazing and uh, definitely something that I wish that I had when I was training. Um, so you said something really interesting earlier that you you built in the well-being and the financial uh, part of the platform based on your own experiences with finances and tax and money and everything. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so um, w- one of the things about surgical training um, is that it is incredibly expensive. And uh, to be honest, I think it's becoming common across all specialties that you have to invest more and more in your career. And I remember one poignant time when I went to my ARCP as a junior trainee, and uh, I said to, at that time, the study budget was split and it was rigidly split. So you got £200 in each of your six uh, four-month blocks. And I said, can I have all 600 in one go? Because I want to go on a course that costs about £1,000. And I was told no. And I was told if you're having money difficulties, sell your car because you need to invest in your career. And that really, really stuck because it was a harsh comment by a senior who no doubt was enjoying the fruits of private practice and, uh, himself. Um, but, you know, I, I was young, I was married, I was trying to buy a house, I was trying, trying to live life as well. So that's when I started looking into how can I, maximize my gains from this and I realized I could claim back on pretty much any work-related expense. Now we know that claiming back on college fees and GMC registration that's the standard and that's well established but with revalidation things took a complete turn because now there is more that you uh, can claim back for due to the way in which things are now perceived and if realizing I was contractually obligated to pay for a logbook it made it evident that that should be something that can be claimed back. So after a bit of toing and froing with HMRC, just some polite letters asking them what I can and can't do, 
I started uh, uh, optimizing what I was doing, and I gladly so. Yeah, uh, awesome. And um, so obviously that was necessity kind of forced you into that. I mean, um, did you get much uh, financial education when you were at medical school or anything? Because you mentioned that often we're subjected to, you know, uh, sales pitches really from poorly trained sales advisors at medical school trying to sell us uh, their product. But no one really educated me when I was uh, at med school or before really about money. Did you have any um, sort of money education or did it come from your parents or, or did you just do it yourself? I, I, I had nothing and I did it all myself. And it's taken a couple of years to really kind of get around the nitty gritty elements of it. But uh, the reality is if we had literally an hour in which to give people a good indication of how the tax system works and how you can maximize and claim things back sensibly without going overboard, then it would make a huge difference. And I think that's all that's needed, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to put this online, because the other problem is no one within the clinical environment feels that it is important to get a financial planner in to give advice on how to do things, because it's not clinically relevant to your career. Sure, knowing how to prevent burnout is important because we need to work, but it's not in the NHS's remit to provide us with advice on how to make our money go further, which is why I think what Medics Money are doing is fantastic, and I want to make sure that we provide these resources to all of our colleagues. So I've, I've on many occasions actually run, a, uh, run sessions, just really brief sessions for colleagues on how they can do their tax returns and what they can do, putting them in, uh, you know, in touch with accountants that I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I can just kind of like defer to medics money now to do a bulk of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's great to be helping you out. But I, I think that's really interesting that, you know, you say, um, you know, how you, how you did that yourself and, and necessity kind of pushed you into it. I mean... As doctors, we don't tend to really talk about money. Uh, you know, uh, when you're at medical school interview, uh, nobody asks, um, you know, what's my starting salary in the interview question. And that kind of rolls on all the way through. I mean, why do you think that? Because you said that, uh, that the colleges and stuff don't see it as their role to um, educate us on finances. Uh, but, you know, they're charging us these fees for the exams and stuff. So why do you think that people don't think that it's their role to uh, educate us about money? And and it, if it isn't their role, whose role is it? Well, well I, I'm baffled by why they wouldn't think it's their role because, I mean, you know, I, I have to go chasing for receipts from the BMA and others, and only recently have they started issuing downloadable tax receipts. Previously, you had to email them and wait for someone to email you back. And I think that's a travesty, you know, that they should be facilitating and supporting us. I think that this should come into undergraduate learning. I think this should be a theme in foundation training. And there's no reason why this can't be a refresher session, just like you have refresher sessions in manual handling and other things to make sure that you're safe and happy at work. But now, to be honest, who should deliver it? I don't really care. The fact is, if it's not being delivered, then I'm going to be part of the solution and try and deliver it. And I'm going to find like-minded individuals who will be willing to participate with that. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not sure either why people don't think that it's their role to deliver. Because, um, I mean, we try to work with some Royal Colleges and some of them do support us. But as you say, a lot of them uh, see it's not their issue. But uh, I think that finances are intricately linked to burnout as well. Because, you know, if you're having to or you're being told to sell your car to fund your education as you were, yeah, that, that is not good for your well-being. So 
finances are intricately linked to well-being. So maybe we'll keep pushing our agenda. And uh, if you're listening from a Royal College, our guides are completely free uh, and we're happy to offer them to your uh, cohort completely free. So get in touch. Um, and maybe slowly that's how things will change. And I think, you know, uh, the pay for doctors is actually, some doctors' pay has dropped by up to 30% in real terms over the last 10 years, according to the BMA's numbers. So if that trend continues, sooner or later, all doctors are going to be scraping around like sounds like you were, and I definitely was because I graduated with £85,000 of debt um, to, to get their finances in order. So that's really interesting. Um, and so you talked a bit about claiming back tax and stuff. Is there any other sort of massive things that you've done uh, that you wish you kind of knew before that other trainees might benefit from to help, help themselves out financially? Because obviously claiming tax back, uh, we got the online guide, it's free, go to our website, download it. But what other big wins have you sort of personally had uh, that you think other trainees and new consultants could benefit from? Okay, so I think it is very prudent to get financial advice at an early stage and find yourself a good accountant. Chances are a lot of you will have parents or family members who have got an accountant. So if they are someone who can manage the the, the medical field, then engage them and and get some advice. Doing a simple self-assessment on your behalf and making sure that the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed is actually really worth it. I could probably do a lot of this myself, but I do have an accountant who makes sure that the numbers are correct. The other thing is also just remember to actually keep an eye on what you're spending and what you're spending on. Um, Obviously, you, you can't make a mockery of this and claim for everything, and you shouldn't, but there are legitimate things that you can claim back for particularly now that anything that you are contractually obliged to do. Most of you entering training programs will be under contract to complete relevant exams and courses, etc., which because it's a contractual obligation, either your employee needs to provide them, and if they don't, and you are having to fund them yourself, they can be claimed back via uh, the tax system. But it is important that you find someone who can guide you appropriately in this and and do this for you on an annual basis because it will make a difference. It's the small things that count. And even if it's not a huge amount, getting something back at the end of the year is actually quite a nice feeling. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the potential here is to reduce the costs by up to 40%. Um, you know, so it's actually a tremendous amount that you can get back. And if you haven't claimed, you are paying too much tax. You know, you're making charitable donations to HMRC. Uh, so definitely check out the guide because, as you say, it's pretty complex, but our guide is very robust and takes you through it step by step. You do it online uh, using a personal tax account, uh, and that's uh, no, no worries at all. So, um, you know, the virtual learning environment, you've got 1,600 users now. I mean, uh, where, where are you taking it next? What's next for uh, this? Because it just sounds like an amazing project. And I love the fact that it includes well-being and financial uh, advice. Well, uh, just this morning, I was reviewing a uh, lecture, a narrated presentation by one of our consultants in the region who has experienced burnout. And it was really refreshing to see how candidly he spoke about that. And I hope that that will open the door to more and more of these experiences being shared because a lot of trainees, they do suffer in silence when they shouldn't. And even though we do encourage them to engage with professional support and wellbeing services, they often feel embarrassed to do so because they think that it will have an adverse impact on them becoming consultants. But the reality is everyone has at one point or another been incredibly frazzled by all of this and I'm sure Tommy you have as well especially with your dual role as a clinician 
and uh, as uh, as an entrepreneur, shall we say? So um, I, I, I'm I'm up for anything the, with regards to putting good quality content that is beneficial to our trainees and our trainers because everyone has access within our region um, on on our platform. Yeah, I mean, you know, who hasn't felt at least some effects of burnout? Working in the modern NHS is incredibly demanding. And I think it's great that what you're doing to acknowledge that, you know, you said that you were a stereotypical orthopod because of your stature. Um, And maybe orthopedics has got a bit of a reputation for being not the sort of people to talk about burnout. Perhaps that's unfair and I'm about to get a load of hate mail from orthopedics uh, consultants. But I think it's great that you're flagging this up and uh, your colleagues sharing their personal journey. I think that is the way forward so that, as you say, trainees can see that you know this is a really tough job and everybody does feel under strain. And if you're not, it's okay to be not okay and, and get some help. So if somebody's, uh, if you know, how, how, what sort of well-being stuff do you do in terms of if somebody flags themselves up as not being okay? Does the virtual learning environment take it any further? Because I know there's some pretty good programs out there for practitioner health. I think the practitioner health program is one of them, uh, run by the NHS. Yeah. So one of the things we're doing is actually consolidating all the available resources of quality and putting them in one place. So accessibility is easier. So a trainee in difficulty, they only need to go to one place and they'll find as many of the good stuff that we can put together. The other thing is we regularly have a very engaged uh, professional support and wellbeing team who come to all the trainee inductions to explain their role and what they can do. And it's in a central part to all of our um, uh, trainer days uh, to recognise trainees in difficulty and how we can provide them with support. We need to do more of that for the consultant group, especially with COVID, the way it's impacted people. We've lost so many people due to this uh, pandemic um, and we need to give them more support as well. But I've, I've I've got a few really good driven individuals, including this consultant who's done this presentation for me, who I think will hopefully take a role in developing this uh, these modules further so that we really get... Um, a whole host of, of information together. And hopefully this will be one module we'll make available to anybody and everybody on a guest basis. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So um, if people like the sound of this and they want to um, log in and join you, is that is that possible? And if so, where should they go? And I'll drop any links in the show notes. Well, well at the moment, it's not possible because um, for various reasons, it has to be user access only, uh, mainly due to copyright issues, etc., um, so that we fulfil the criteria for it. However, the uh, the NH- health education and technology enhanced learning platform is accessible to all um, doctors within the NHS. Um, some of you may know have known it in its previous incarnation of the e-learning for health, and that is certainly growing and will also become a point where these kind of resources will be made available in due course. But if anybody does have any questions about the platform or anything that we're doing on it, they're more than welcome uh, to get in touch. Awesome. And if anybody's listening to this and thinking like, uh, I've got skills in managing finances or burnout or something could tr- contribute and help you on this uh, this amazing mission that you're on, um, should we? What, how, how's the best way to contact you for that? Just, just drop me an email. I'm ha- I, I, my turnaround time is pretty quick at the moment, and uh, I'm always looking for people who want to put stuff together. Uh, one of the real, uh, real charms of our platform has been that we've got one of the largest fellowships in the country, the Digital Teaching Fellowship, 
with over 35 senior trainees in leadership positions running various modules on this. So um, I'm happy to engage with anyone who's got good quality content to send my way that we can get online. Awesome. Well, um, I'm conscious that your budgies uh, have been silenced. Uh, I'm not sure how you did that, but uh, I'm a bit worried about the budgies. And uh, you've got another meeting to go to, as do I, which is kind of the nature of, as you say, juggling a clinical career with uh, other side side projects. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, and I'm really happy that we can help you in a small way. If there's anything else, uh, let me know. Um, but I'm asking everybody at this time of year, because the new F1 started in August, if you could tell your, your F1 self uh, a couple of pointers, you know, retrospectively, what would they be? Well, I, <laughs> I think I would have said, yeah, get financial advice ASAP, because trying to catch up and do three or four years worth of returns, when you finally realise, when the, when the penny finally drops, is actually quite hard work, especially if you haven't been keeping receipts. So keep your pay slips, keep your receipts, and uh, and try to get advice sooner rather than later. In the first couple of years, it may seem like an additional unnecessary expense to have an accountant, but over the years, building that relationship will actually work in your favour. Yeah, good advice. And I really like your tip earlier that you said about just tracking your spending. You know, it seems like something so trivial, but uh, if you con- if you spend consciously. Uh, so you know what you're spending and not unconsciously you're going to be in a good position so that is two excellent tips all right i better let you get on to your next uh, meeting of the day but thanks so much for your time and delighted to be supporting you and uh, take care out there an absolute pleasure tommy thank you